Okay. is live so i'm just gonna gonna kind of We're assume live. it is live all right welcome everyone to another edition of the four guys with quotas podcast as you can see we are now an affiliate of the inner circle the tech network uh so happy for those guys over there to have allowed us to be an affiliate uh, i know a lot of great podcasts that over the past couple weeks have become affiliates uh our guys over at the iron lords podcast they do a great show and um also uh the basement radio arcade podcast next level gaming all kind of coming together to form a a type podcast community so going to be doing big things i think with this affiliation so we're happy to be part of it and clowns is already writing over there as we speak with uh with some comic articles he's done a couple now what are you up to like four or five i'm up to six six jesus uh yeah, I knew you were. Uh, you've been just trudging along over there in the comic space. I've read a couple of them. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, still haven't. I went to my local comic store and they did not have any Sea of Thieves stuff, which I'm really pissed about. Um, they did have. They did have it at one point, but it just, uh, you know, flew out the door, so to speak. But anyway, enough about me. Uh, let's talk about the gents. We've got making his 168th straight appearance. ZBCI Assassin, looking great as always. What's going on? Hi. Uh, we also have with us Italian clowns. We were just talking about what's going on, clowns. Hey, what's up, man? And uh, as you can see, we have a lonely fourth spot. Hoping to uh, fill that in a weekly basis. Uh, probably not with the same person. We'll get uh, someone different to fill out the four guys panel now that Taylor is adulting. So uh, just for tonight, we're uh, we're rocking three. We had Xbot on a couple weeks ago. Um, so. We're going to get, you know, community people to come in. You know, not just Xbox people, but, uh, you know, PlayStation, Nintendo people, whoever, really. Um, so look out for that. Uh, for tonight, we have uh, quite a few topics. We've got, you know, Stave Decay 2, everyone bitching about the uh, co-op on that. We'll get into whether or not that's a big deal. Wah, wah. Oh, clowns is already breaking out the uh, the baby cries over here. Um We've also got to talk about the Red Dead 2, Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer. It's the third trailer I think they've released, and it was a juicy one. Lots of info on that. We'll get into that. Um, Assassin finally has a PlayStation again, and he uh, cried like a little baby when he opened it and licked the controller. And Licked? That, I don't know where this controller's been. And uh, it smelled it. He loved the new controller smell. He smelled the console and all that jazz, so... Get no, his. but the uh, God of War, Dan, I can't want that had a really strong smell. I told you, you smelled it. I called just, it. Just remember, only Assassin knows where it's been. Right. That's right. I don't. It was packaged <laughs> somewhere and built somewhere. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, anyway, Assassin's got a PS4. He'll talk about that. He'll talk about his experience with God of War. Out of the three of us, I think he's the only one who's completed it. Um, as it did come with his special edition console. So we'll uh, get his thoughts on that. And we'll talk about, obviously, you know, in the first couple of days, that game sold over 3 million units, which is huge for single-player games. I think um, that definitely dispels the notion that uh, single-player is dead. Uh, so we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, we'll talk about 
More Sony topics this week. You know, PlayStation, I guess, filing, Sony filing a patent for some DRM protections, which apparently uh, they were like, so against at one point, and now they're, they're for it, it looks like. So we'll get into that and how that affects everyone. Uh, the games on that platform. We'll also get into what else do we have tonight? Games Pass going up in price potentially. Uh, we saw a few leaks from uh, Amazon Best Buy about a month and a half, two months ago, about the price going up in the U.S. They had um, you know Games Pass uh, gift cards that were like eleven bucks, ten bucks. I think a couple of them were like twelve bucks. Um, and you know they had different denominations, and now we get confirmation that in Europe it looks like. The price is going up. So is that coming stateside? Is that coming to Canada? Is that coming to everywhere where Games Pass is available? We'll get into that and whether or not that's really a big deal. Um, other than that, I think that's pretty much wraps it up. So it's going to be a good show tonight. Uh, anyway, we already announced the tick thing. Um, that was the big affiliate announcement that I kind of teased on Twitter through the four guys of quarters. Uh, if you're not following us there, 4GWQ podcast our handle there make sure you guys follow for all the news giveaways when the podcast is live all that good stuff but uh yeah gracious for for tech to bring us on i, I know clowns wants to speak about it real quick because he kind of made the push for it he uh you know went over there before we did as a podcast and, and kind of joined them as uh you know an entertainment writer more or less um so clowns you want to you want to talk about that a little bit yeah you know um the one thing I want to say is that everybody at Tick works hard. They're all good people. Um, everyone I've spoke to that's associated with Tick, whether they're an affiliate or on the inside, they're just awesome people, and they want to see everybody succeed. and And that's what they do. They help people. They want to bring you news. They want to bring you like uh, live action events and stuff. So it's great, man. Go check out Tick. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all the all the podcasts associated with Tick, I'm actually you know I do listen to on a regular basis. Um, you know, it, when you're working, it's tough sometimes, but when you're road tripping for work, when you're, you know, uh, not so busy, when you're traveling, like I do a lot, you do get the opportunity to listen to podcasts, have a podcast. And, and I've been on, um, a few of those podcasts that's affiliated with that pick and they have their own podcast as well. So, um, yeah, check out their stuff. I mean, they've been making a big push and I know a few people who've gone over there to start writing and start, uh, editing and that kind of thing. Um, you know, Sam Tolbert comes to mind. A good guy. I met him last year at E3. Used to be at RGM. Now he's a tick and excellent writer for a young guy his age. Excellent um, editor. So uh, they're bringing on some good talent and, and making a real push. So um, we're happy to be a part of that, of course. Um, I see everyone in the chat. Thanks for coming to watch live, of course. If you're not watching live, you know, uh, let us know if you if you like the show, of course. Um, but if you can let me know if the audio is good, cause it kind of looks like it's not good on my end. I don't know why that is, but it's looking like a little weirder than usual. So let me know if the audio is okay. Um, all right. Siberia so just... said that it's too loud. I would listen, but, oh, cause he's at work. He says back to work. I would listen, but it's too loud at work. We could whisper. We could whisper for the work podcast. Can you imagine? That would be a cool podcast to have where, like, you just whisper or you just, you know, record it ahead of time and just turn the audio way down so you can get away with listening to it at work. Hello, assassin. Hi, assassin. Hi. PS4. Pretty sweet, right? It's nice. <laughs> that'd be, that's actually a cool idea. I'm going to mull that over. Um, 
Anyway, speaking about mulling it over, a bunch of outlets, Polygon, GameSpot, all the big ones, Eurogamer, etc. got a chance to try out uh, State of Decay for, th I think, three hours or so. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of them weren't a big fan of it. Some people were, some people weren't. Um, made a little bit of a joke slide here about State of Decay where the big complaints, of course, were the fact that you were tethered to whoever the host was pretty tightly. I guess it's like 450 meters is the furthest you can go away from the host. Um, and also game progression, uh, in a way, doesn't carry over to your own game. So the complaints are there. I think GameSpot really is the one who kind of like started off this huge rage on Twitter about... Um, you know, State of Decay being dead on arrival, so to speak, and, and the big push for State of Decay 2 back in E3, uh, maybe two years ago at this point, but definitely last year, was that uh, the game is co-op and uh, drop-in, drop-out co-op, I believe, and I think that's a huge part of the game, so, you know, if that thing's broken, people are not going to be so excited to play it, but let me get your thoughts. I know Clowns... Uh, <laughs> I kind of want to let Clowns go first here, Assassin. No shade to you at all, but Clowns opened the thing crying. Lots of shade to you, Assassin. Go sit in the corner. <laughs> he, he, opened, he opened the show crying, uh, you know, making fun of some of, the, some of these, uh, what he would call babies, I'm sure. So, uh, you know, give us your thoughts on this, Clowns. you think it's a big deal or not? I think right now it's not a big deal. I mean, the game is set to launch. A lot of people haven't even played it yet to see what they think for themselves. And I'm just really tired of the... I gotta say this, man. I think the media just wants to always pick on the bad stuff on a lot of Xbox stuff. And that's what's getting out to the people. And all the people are like, oh, Polygon said this. IGN said that. You know, um, it's just ridiculous, man. Try it for yourself. See if you like it. If there's problems and you don't like it, don't play it. I mean, you can always game pass it right now. The game pass is like a buck. Even Assassin can get that. You know what I'm saying? So just try it out for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, if, if you're, if you're going to just make your decision to write this thing off based on a preview of a game that's not out for three weeks, they could potentially change. I think that... You know, you're relying a little bit too much on media, you know, um, you're relying a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't even suggest that you fully follow what we say. Like, we're just average gamers. I mean, our tastes are different than yours. You may like it. You may hate it. Um, I mean, we're going to point out shit that we don't like and, and, and you like in games. And that's the point of a podcast. But I mean, in the end, it's just opinions and. You know, if if a lot of people are saying that these things are bad, but your play style is different, then you know it may not be so bad. I was talking to Rand about this the other night. Randall Thorne nineteen, good friend of the show, uh, great guy. I was talking to him the other night in DMs, and I was saying to him, you know, like if your play style doesn't make you stray away too much from the host, and you guys like to you know approach everything in a group before or whatever you're playing with. That tether thing isn't going to be a big deal, but if you're the kind of type that wants to, you know, keep a man back at your home base and defend while, you know, the other three go out and explore so that your home base doesn't get destroyed or overrun by zombies and whatnot, um, this is going to be a bad time for you. So it, it really depends on your play style. So I don't think, I think Clowns is right when he says, when he says that you probably shouldn't, you know. Wait, wait and see. I mean, Games Pass, you can get a free, you know, free trial, 14 days, handing those things out like candy, you know, um, or, you know, a dollar to try it. That's what they've been advertising, a dollar to try it. So just wait until the game comes out and uh, try Games Pass. It's included. So anyway, uh, Sasson, what do you think about this, bud? 
I think the tethering <clears throat> thing should just go away. I hate it. It was terrible in Ark. It was terrible in Far Cry. Clowns and I didn't have a huge problem in Far Cry because we just fished for like four hours straight. <laughs> but, <laughs> to, you know, to get the last, one of the last achievements. But it, it's annoying. Like, you know, clowns could be sniffing some roses and then I'm here getting ambushed by zombies and I go out of the, the tether and just... I don't know. It's it's stupid. Games should never have that, especially an open world game. Right. So that's the thing. I think that's the thing. The, the way you just closed that right there is it's an open world game. So you know, even though me personally, like I'm not the kind of player that if this were you know four player co op, I'm not the kind of person that would just like you know sit back and let my buddies go or have one of my buddies sit back and then I go. I'd want to like approach it as a four man crew kind of thing because that's what we did. Uh, um, you know, in State of Decay, the demo at PAX, but I don't know. I I think I think it's all right. I don't think it's that big of a deal for me, well, but for other people. I mean, just think about it. like you'll you'll go on a four man pack, okay? You attack this thing, but then like I haven't really watched anything on State of Decay too. But you get ambushed by zombies. You have to split up, or someone you know sees some shiny, and but you don't say anything because they're you know, mic problems, and they run away, and then you lose the shiny thing or whatever. And it's just, it's, it's stupid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's well, true. You know, okay, the, the tether thing, it doesn't bother me, to be honest with you, because someone like me, you know, sometimes assassin will just, I don't know, have YouTube up or like a guide up, and he's like going after everything. So he'll just tag me along if I'm a little bit behind. No big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it really depends on communication. It depends on your play style. I think for some people, it's going to be a really big deal. I know uh, I watched Rand's video. He's not even going to play in co-op anymore. So it's that big of a deal to some people. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's an open world game. You should be, no matter if you're in four-player co-op or if you're playing it by yourself with AI um, crew members or what whatnot, I think you should be able to do whatever you want to do. I mean, that's the point of the game, right? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that if there was tethering in PUBG, I would have survived mm-hmm. when I had to go use the restroom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. instead of getting blown up by like whatever that was. Hey, some, yeah, sometimes it has its benefits, right? Uh, what were you going to say, Assassin? Well, kind of what Clown said. What if you had to take a dump or Clown <laughs> says he'll be right back, which is like five hours from now. And you, you have to sit there. You, like you have a small radius. But you clear everything, and you're just sitting there waiting for someone to, you know, finish wiping or finish, you know, putting some ham on their sandwich or something. Like it's you're forced to sit there. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a bad decision. I think you know, hopefully there's time uh, to fix it because I think more people are going to be upset than not upset. Like for me, like I've kind of suggested, it's not really too big of a deal, but like. Um, it's, it, I think more people are going to be dissuaded from it. And obviously you've got big outlets, you know, like GameSpot saying, you know, they're worried about the game succeeding because, you know, it's the next big console exclusive to release, I think on either platform. And, um, but I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. A, a lot of these people that are complaining about it love Far Cry 5. No, that, and that's true. Yeah. So there, there is a little bit of a hypocrisy. I mean, there is, I mean, not a little bit, there's a lot of hypocrisy, in the media right now and and that's not you know very easily portrayed and granted you know 
different people do different views on different games, but at the same time, you know, you you know, when you're tweeting out on GameSpot or, or, or GameSpot's tweeting out their, uh, you know, articles, they're not saying like who wrote this, who wrote that, whatever. It looks like it's just one opinion. So, um, you know, it, it definitely looks hypocritical, for sure. I I agree with that. Um. Let me get to the chat really quick. Uh, Timothy Dixon says, don't think it's a big deal. And if it is a problem after release, I'm sure the devil will fix it or change it. Yeah. So I think they actually need to change it before release. Or they have to, I don't, you know, maybe it's not enough time. But, you know, at release, they're going to have to assure people that they're working on it. Kind of like what Sea of Thieves did at launch where people were worried about the, the path of how that game was going to uh, flesh itself out with content. They, right from the get-go, were like, okay, this is... You know, kind of like what we're going to do on our roadmap. You know, not necessarily specifics, but they assured people that there's going to be a roadmap and this and that and the other thing because people were complaining right from the get-go that the thing didn't have content. And, um, you know, companies need to assuage the fears of their clients or else they're going to be in trouble. Um, David S. says... Let me see. Why would you defend the base if you can only progress with that character? We'll get the, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. We're talking about the tether thing right now, but we'll we'll get to that in a second because that is a good point. Um, and then he says, "Do you imagine it releasing like Watch Dogs two, uh, small sales, but then people start to recommend it and skyrockets? That's kind of like, um, kind of like Rainbow Six Siege as well. Uh, you know, there are quite a few games that are like that." Uh, I don't, do I think that'll happen? I don't know because it's part of games pass, you know, it's almost like, you know, if you're counting games pass sales then probably, but you know, it's hard to, it's hard to judge when you include games pass. But what do you guys think about that? Do you think it's going to be one of those games that right at launch, it doesn't do too hot, but they kind of fix things and then it becomes a, a big, uh, a big performer. I don't think so. I, unless they do something like after the game release, that's huge. I think. It's just, it's not going to do, like, siege, obviously not siege numbers, but it's not going to skyrocket unless they do something big. Yeah, I I think this is a mediocre game that's going to do mediocre sales, and I think it's going to sell to the same niche that bought State of Decay 1. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying it's a bad game, and I mean, so I love State of Decay 1, but I just think, you know, it's it's not a, you know, in-your-face AAA title. And that's kind of like what Xbox needs this year. I mean, last year was an absolute joke. This year, you know, this is kind of like one of the things they were hanging their laurels on. I mean, the game is gorgeous. Uh, I mean, I saw, you know, obviously, uh, you know, saw the game at PAX, played the game at PAX, um, tweeted about it. I was very impressed with the graphics. I mean, does it run, you know, buttery smooth? Absolutely not. I mean, they were showing it off on PCs with 1060s, 1070s. You know, they were showing it off on a variety of kind of hardware. And on the Xbox One X, yeah, they were a little bit of stuttering, but the game was gorgeous. Uh, and it wasn't anything that made you think that it wasn't going to be fixed at launch. Like, I fully expect this game to be, for you know, 4K30 locked at launch, and that's perfectly playable for a game like this. And, um, you know, bugs here and there, you know, obviously people get upset about those, but if they're not game-breaking, I would say, you know, don't not buy the game because of a few bugs, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think I think clowns you're right. I think they need to be worried about the fact that it's not going to sell past that niche audience that that had State of Decay one. Because I know a few people that are buying it that didn't play State of Decay one, but pretty much everyone that I know 
um, that's like really interested in this game are State of Decay 1 veterans. Like no one talks about this as like, oh, I really want to get into State of Decay because it looks interesting and I've never, you know, I didn't play the first game because I never heard of it. There, there are people who just didn't play the first game because, you know, they didn't want to and they're buying it now. But most people, you know, who are checking this out and are really interested, checked out the first game. Um... All right, another thing that we're that we're going to get to now that David S brought up in the chat a little bit earlier is that um another big knock on this thing is that you don't you don't progress 100% in co-op like you think you would. So what I mean by that is that if you're if you join your friend's co-op game, you kind of like help that host progress in terms of missions, in terms of building up their base and and fortifying their base and whatnot, but um, when you go back to yours, it's, you know, it's not built up, you know, those missions aren't done, those areas aren't cleared, um, you know, so it's like, <clears throat> you can't, you can't necessarily focus on, you know, playing in a four player co-op and building up one base and, and calling it your home. I mean, everyone has their own home really. And, um, a lot of people are upset about that because, the only thing that carries over is influence, which is like kind of like XP, but kind of like currency, um, that lets you buy, uh, parts and, um, f you know, fortifications, stuff like that. And also, you know, like scrap and stuff that you pick up the, the parts, uh, you can bring over to your own game. But other than that, you can't really bring anything. So what do you guys think about that? I'm kind of, I'm kind of upset about that part, but what do you guys think? That is very stupid because we all know I get kind of bored of games real quick. So if I spent 10 hours in clowns, you know, world, whatever, I'm not going to spend those same 10 hours doing almost the same exact stuff in my world. Like, yeah. that's just a complete waste of my time to do something over again. But the thing is, I think with this, I mean, in State of Decay 1, it wasn't always the exact same playthrough that you got. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were advertising that you, you could, you know, do this in your world and then have different, totally different experience in yours, but still you're you have like almost probably the same goals building stuff and fortifying stuff and whatnot right 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 so that's the thing like if you're if you know about state of decay you know that not everyone's playthrough is the exact same but i think assassin's right is that you know the 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 main goal is that you want to fortify your base to a point where you can go out and journey and make a run at you know securing other areas and, and clearing out the zombies and whatnot without your base taking too much damage. And if you're working, like like Assassin said, you know, you're working like 10 hours in somebody else's game. He jumps into your game, Clowns. I jump into your game. We work in 10 hours and your forts build up. Um, and then we hop back in our game when you're not on. You know what I mean? And our base is like shit. Um, you know, that, that can be frustrating, you know? Um, and also, it's like... I heard earlier today that, and I'm not 100% certain, and if anyone in the chat knows, let me know, um, but I heard that your lot, you can't even share the same locker. Like, if you are playing with four other people, you can't, like, take stuff out of the host locker. Like, if they find materials, you can't use those materials on their, even on their base. Like, they only have access to their own stuff. Well, that makes sense, because, like, I've had some experiences, not with, like, materials, but, like... Minecraft, like I help let someone help me build something, and then they just destroy it. Or, you know, you could have someone come in. You have this rare material, 
you know, Collins comes in, he wants to be a total douchebag, grabs all my materials, and then quits. Whoa, whoa, let's, let, hold on, wow. let's hold on a second. That was everybody. aimed, that was aimed let, at you. Let's, let's talk about Assassin and what he does, like, in my I wasn't, life, I wasn't aiming it towards you, I was just, fun. I was just, you know, no, just no, no. It was, you're the first thing that popped in my head, but I'm just, or Inferno, or, you know, someone in the chat joins us, takes all the materials and leaves, and we have nothing. Like, that's time wasted. Like, I don't I don't want to ever experience that. I, I had some Minecraft, like I said, someone's building something. Instead, he built dicks all over my thing I was making and poured lava on stuff. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, okay, there, there definitely is that fear, and that is definitely, you know, a situation you'd, you'd want to avoid, especially if you put in a lot of time into making your base. But, like, in Minecraft, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't really... I don't, I didn't get into Minecraft as much as you nearly as much as you did. Um, isn't there like a a switch that you can like switch on and off, whether people can do edits or people can like use your materials yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah. So I feel like there should be like that. You know, maybe there is, and these people just didn't see it because of the build that they were playing. But I, I would love for there to be a setting where you can be like, okay, I know these people. These people are chill. They can use my stuff. They can help me build this kind of thing. Uh, versus, like, you just queue up on, like, look LFG or something on Xbox Live, and you grab, like, you know, three randos in a different country or something, and they come in, they just, you know, blast away your shit. Like, I, I, I hope there is a toggle for that. I mean, it could be a thing if a lot of people request it, that if the devs want to pay attention to people, that, yeah. that could be a thing. Um, David says you can jump in for a specific mission. Yeah, I mean, I think it, the drop-in, drop-out co-op, I think, is really cool. I think that's a cool thing. And I think that's probably a limitation and why, you know, to enable that, why it can't really work for, like, carrying over in your own story. But games like Borderlands did that, you know? Um, you know, Borderlands, I mean, it depends on what uh, progression you're talking about in Borderlands, but... There were parts of it where you can drop in, do a mission, and drop out, and that mission was completed. You know, um, so it, you know it, it's it's games have done that kind of thing before, and I hope that they figure out a way to get that done within the next three months or something. Because if this game goes throughout the entire 2018 and these things are still problems, specifically specifically the progression thing for me, the tethering thing, like I said, not a big deal, but the progression thing, I'm gonna be upset about that. I think that's I think that's a kind of a big deal. Um, uh, oh, you got a fan in the chat, clowns. Listen to you on Iron Lords, Monkey Punch seventy seven. Cool guy, cool guy. Appreciate yep. you coming in. Yeah, uh, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Love those guys over at ILP. Oh my god, funny guys, funny guys, man. Lord King, funniest, one of the funniest guys I've ever met on Xbox. Um. Anyway, other than that, you guys have anything else to say about these previews? I mean, like I said, I, like we're analyzing I, previews. You yeah, know? there's something I think. I think they should put in the game, like you know, the first couple of days it launches. Do you like the way that we tether? And if you say no, they should have an Easter egg that pops up and says, "Okay, crybaby, go play Far Cry Five co-op." I don't think they'll do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not sure that's gonna happen, but. That would... <laughs> 
Ark Survival was worse than Far Cry. I think you got like five feet away from someone and yells at you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> or when Assassin just uh, does the parachute drop and uh, oh, you just automatically God. teleport to the ground insta-dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Okay, David S makes a good point in the chat, which very good point. Um, State of K has only a few non-repeatable missions, so that's why progression in Borderlands won't work. Yeah, it's it, and that's kind of like what Clown said is that you know it's not like the missions are the same exact thing for everyone. You know, what I mean that's kind of like why it's I think it's going to work out, but you know, um, man, it just bothers me that. You know, I won't be able to carry over progress I made in in fortifying bases and stuff like that. That's what I'm more upset about than you know missions, so to speak. Like I don't I now, don't care if I'd have to repeat a mission. So my memory might serve me a little wrong here, but I remember in the first one you could choose several different bases. Like it wasn't always the same base, right? Like you could go further and choose a different base, or yes. you could skip that one area and pick a different base. So I think. You know, I don't even know how big the world's going to be in State of Decay 2. I didn't see anything on that. But it, even if it's just a little bit bigger, there's probably a few more bases to choose from. Yeah. No, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you can you can fortify different areas for sure in this one. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it, it, depending on how big the world is, I mean, that it's going to be a problem. It, it, I mean, we don't know yet. That's the thing. Like, And I think that's... Kind of like why I want to, what I was starting to say about, uh, you know, that this is only a preview. It's like people are analyzing previews, like, you know, make your own decisions and wait until all the info is out. It's like, you know, I understand they bring in, they brought in these press people for a three hour demo for a reason. If they thought it wasn't good, they weren't going to, they weren't going to just bring these people in for them to come out trashing the thing. You know what I mean? It's like, why would you bring in all these people for a three-hour demo, if you thought they were just like gonna come out and do something like what GameSpot did, like this, like Xbox One's next big console exclusive, as us worried, like they, I don't think they expected this. I don't. I think they need to learn from, you know, how people want to play a game like this. I I bet you they thought that the tether was like productive, you know, in a way. Yeah, you know, people. I feel like it's like ninety ten. People hate tethers versus people that like them, but, um. You know, it's it's it could be a problem. It could not. We we gotta kind of wait. You know, I feel like we gotta kind of wait. Um, looking in the chat to see if there's anything else, but I don't think there is. But yeah, so state of the case, wait. I mean, honestly, guys, like Pax East playing that game, that was probably my favorite game I played at Pax. I thought it was excellent. I know Jizzle. I don't think Jizzle's in the chat, but if he is, he can speak to it because Jizzle played it and he actually really enjoyed it. And he doesn't really like games like that. And I think, you know, it looks great. I think eventually, you know, it'll play well when it comes out. Um, you know, I think it has potential. But like Clown said, I think it's going to be a niche game. Really quick, uh, one last comment here in the chat. Only way I can, uh, Timothy Dixon says, only way I can see progression working differently when playing in another player's session is carrying time spent and adding it to your own base upon return. Yeah, that would be perfect. I think that's perfect. 
You know, they, I, I think there are ways to work it in that they can pull people. You know, you get people like Assassin that see that a survey pops up and they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, pause, pause. Let me go to my survey. Oh, click, click, click. You know, yeah, people like that that are dying to take surveys, dying to be insiders. I, dying to, I don't think I've ever yeah, yeah, got that do. excited for surveys. Yep. Dude, I remember in the past, like, you got a ex- message from Xbox Live and you'd be like, oh, I got a message from Xbox. And then you, like, check the message and be like, oh, it's a survey. Cool. I'll have to like take the survey before we could like dominate some cactuses and shit and uh cacti I should say in uh PBZ. But uh oh, they're gonna say Minecraft and like they don't move. No, no. Anyway, that's the state of decay thing. Let's move on because I feel like we've been beating a dead horse and I feel like pretty much everyone has. Like just mm-hmm. wait. Jesus. Um Anyway, we've got a couple of PlayStation topics tonight, which we usually don't have a ton of PlayStation topics. we got to work on that a little bit. Um, but a couple of PlayStation topics. One of them is a big one because Assassin got himself a nice PS4. And I hope you're watching the stream, Assassin, because I made a little entire of you with a little smiley face. Uh, oh so, uh, <laughs> so Assassin gets a PS4 again. He gets the... <laughs> PS4 God of War Special Edition console, which we trashed on this show, but according to him, and I'll let him speak on this, it actually is decently good looking, no? The the console is alright. Um, I can barely see it, because it's in the you know, cabinet thing. Um, but the controller, I think that looks really nice. I really like the, the silver um, they got on there, and then the God of War... Oh, uh, touchpad. Yeah, that's yeah that, nice. that is really nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then as for the game, I think, right, as it stands, God War is probably either the best or, like, really high up there with probably the best games I've played on a PlayStation. And that's with, like, Uncharted 4 on the last one. Oh, no, you're a fanboy. Yep. Sony Pony. You can call me that. Can you give us a nay? Can you give us a little pony nay? Now that you have one again? Nay. Wow, that was so weak, dude. <laughs> that was weak. Um, yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad you're back on this train. I'm glad you, you got, got a war and finished it, because I was away for work, and I was, you know, it's again, every time I go away from work, for work and a big game comes out, last time I went away, it was Destiny 2. This time, it's God of War, and it's just like, can I play a game, please? So I'm glad that I'm glad at least one of us finished it. I guess you didn't finish it completely because you platinum it, but you know, finished the story and really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, it's so good. And like before, I started playing like the Last of Us. And like I was so tempted to start a new game because I I enjoyed it that much. It was like it just the whole game felt smooth. I didn't see any like. You know, frame rate drops, there might have been one, I'm not too sure. Um, the, the lore and stuff like they had with the, the gods and stuff, that was really good. Because a lot of times, like, they'll just, like, if, they'll, I guess a little spoiler, if you're on a boat, like, they'll they'll tell you, like, certain things that happened in, you know, the, the world. And, it, you know, I'll just stop and listen to it because it's very interesting. Um, and then the his uh, Kratos acts. I think it's like so much fun. You just chuck that thing and it just comes right back to you and you can still beat people up without having to find it. Dude, I thought I was going to so hate good. that because I started playing it and I throw the thing and I'm like, dude, I have to press a button for this thing to come back. But it actually is nice. Like, I like that mechanic because 
you know, there's at least early on in the game, there's a few advantages of using fists a little bit in terms of, you know, it, not this isn't really spoilers, but whatever. Oh, it's spoiling it for me. All right, I'll try to dumb it down a little bit, but uh, essentially using fists can help you trigger like quick time events and stuff versus using the axe in the early game. So you do have a little bit of an advantage there and you can use the returning axe to, as an attack. You know, you could like throw the axe and, uh, you know, it hurts somebody or whatever. You go up to them, beat them with your fists and then like use it as a combo by pressing the triangle button and return the axe. And, and just that flow of attack is just so, re- it feels so rewarding and it really is as simple as throwing a friggin' axe. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it just feels so rewarding, you know? And then later on, you get there's this really cool move I like. It. If you throw your axe and you start running at someone, and like you do a jump or something, you can return the axe and just do a huge heavy attack. It's it's so cool to watch. And I'm jealous. I need to get through this game. Get through this game so badly. Yeah, I, I, I you know I it's so good, <laughs> and I don't even want to play it. <laughs> no, I'm being um, and you know what? I'm being serious because I feel like once I play it. And I beat it. I'm gonna feel sad because I like I'm gonna want to go back and play it. No, it's a sad day when the credits roll. So, how many hours do you think you put into it, Assassin? Oh God, I put a a good amount, but I played it like nonstop, so I don't really know all too much. But it was a good good chunk of time. I would say he probably put at least like a good many hours, like four days in his time, which would mean like probably like what sixteen hours a day, assassin. No, that that's a lot. No, there's a lot of breaks, but I mean, it, my battery did drain from full to you know to the end for my PS4 controller. So a few just, many, a, few times. just to give you a timed idea, Inferno, maybe you can calculate this. But he would hop on Xbox after playing it for like four or five hours, and he'd be like, "Clowns, I'm bored." And I'll be like, "Okay." No, and like I... two minutes later, he'll be like, "I'm going back on PS4." <laughs> <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> That's great. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And now you have a pro, you can like really appreciate the graphics. And this is a game that like the graphics even though it's checkerboarded the graphics are really something special like very very good um, well yeah. uh assassin did you ever get the 4k running on your tv with it yeah i mean i just had to play on the, the hdmi the thing that only has one port on my tv is hdr so i have to unplug my xbox one x from the tv and plug the the power in the same spot yeah, you got to watch out for people that own 4K TVs. Some some TVs only one of the ports will do that. So you got to you got to be careful or like pay attention because and you got to like actually you know some people are like, "Whoa, the HDR is so great. Like I love how this looks or whatever." And they're plugged into one of those other ports like they have no idea what they're looking at, you know. Some of these TVs will trigger at the top right, it'll say or top left or wherever, it depends on your TV model. It'll say um like HDR or it'll say Dolby Vision or whatever. I know my TV does it in the top right, uh, but my old TV didn't do that. So I had a Sony, um, I had a Sony uh, nice 10-bit panel, really nice HDR set uh, before I went to OLED. And um, 
when you went to HDR, it did not tell you. So, you know, you got to be careful because sometimes it just doesn't say. And some people think they're getting it. They're not getting it. I mean, I mean, to me, it's like I know at this point because I've seen both and I kind of can tell and I play on multiple TVs and that kind of thing. But you you just got to pay attention. Um, Um, I I recommend... Going to the last of us, like towards the end, when I guess it's a little spoiler, you see some giraffes. I posted a picture of this on Twitter. Like with that HDR, it it, it looks like it's so gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. PlayStation, you know, honestly, even the base model uh, PlayStation does a decent job with HDR. I mean, now that HDR is pretty much on all of them, you know, um, you know, Xbox One S, Xbox One X, and uh, base model. I'm pretty sure it's on Slim. Uh, yeah, it's got to be on PlayStation Slim. I don't have one, so I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it is. Um, on Pro, you know, like, th- they all do a really good job with HDR, and I don't think there's, like, a huge advantage in HDR going from base model of either to the, you know, high-end model. So you're going to get that stuff uh, from, from either one. Um. Anyway, what? So before we get off this and go on to the next PlayStation topics, asking what else you've been playing now that you've got one back. Uh, I played some Knack. Yes. I uh, played like two and a half chapters and thought it was one of the worst exclusive games I've ever played. Ugh. Um, You're and quickly me. uninstalled it. Ugh. Uh, well, not going back to that game ever again. Uh, I finished. I I guess it, no, I started yesterday, but I finished. Uh, Beyond Two Souls, or yeah, yep, yep, and uh, I that was a better game than I originally thought. There were some stupid times, like the game just randomly froze, and I had to restart the entire uh, game. Not like you know the story, but just had to close the application, start it up. But um, then I thought William Defoe and let's uh, I forget her name, but I think they did both a great job. <laughs> You know, with their characters in that game. Um, and I also started Bloodborne. Great game. Um, I almost beat that, too. It's a lot shorter than I was expecting. So Nice. Nice. Bloodborne have not completed that. The game... Man, I'm just not good at those Souls kinds of games. Which sucks well, because... Case, oh, go ahead. Go ahead in, ca- in case you don't know, Assassin is a pale blood. I don't even know what that means. Assassin, do you know what that means? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Pale Blood is something from the Bloodborne, I guess, universe, and it's more in the comics probably than the game, but it references like the sanctuaries, like the churches, and there's Pale Bloods in them, and those Pale Bloods can get the hunter like out of the nightmare. Gotcha. You're Pale Blood. You're a filthy Pale Blood. No. That. Yeah, dude, we gotta play some Knack 2. Get some Knack 2 action going. Game is okay. great. Well, I got, like I said this too many times, if it ever goes free with PlayStation Plus, I'll co-op it with you. But I am not spending... I don't know how much it is, but I'm not spending that money. Yeah, I think it's only like 20 bucks at this point, but... I think I got it for like... I must have gotten it for like 15 bucks. But, uh, yeah, so... Assassin is a PlayStation again, so everyone add him on PlayStation. What's your uh, PSN ID? Uh, ZPCI underscore Assassin. 
bullshit. Yeah, no spaces. Rough, rough, rough. Um, all right, another PlayStation topic, which is kind of surprising based on how uh, Sony came out of the gate back in 2013 with their. Uh, insulting and uh, poking fun at Microsoft's intended DRM policies. It looks like that uh, Sony has filed a patent for what they call, uh, or uh, essentially it's DRM, um, but they call it blockchain-based digital rights management. So um, I don't know what the hell blockchain-based is. I kind of was trying to read up on it, and you know how patent filings are kind of like wishy-washy on... uh, you know, it, it you have to read through a lot of the bullshit in order to get the gist of it. But, uh, you know, I read a few articles on the gist of it. And essentially, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Clowns, I'll let you kind of take over here. But if essentially there's going to be, or, or Sony's thinking about doing some activation keys for, for their games. Yeah, according to the patent filed on April 26th, and the source is on hackinformer.com, um, Sony filed this patent, and in the patent, there's like a few steps in there. Sony outlines, and one of them is activation keys based on hashes on their server. So you'd enter a key in like you would on Steam, and then Sony DRMs and activates it to your PlayStation. And then if you try to game share with somebody, they would have to even purchase their own key. And there's even mentioned that if you take the PlayStation out of your house or whatever system they call it, then out of your house and it's at a different location, you may have to reactivate it and buy another key as well. Man, that is such a flip-flop compared to what they came out of the gate with, you know, five years ago. And I, you know, who knows if they're going to do this on PS4. I'm guessing they're not because it's already established. No people have games, you know, it's, you know, we're five years into the gen at this point. Uh, and you know, maybe this is a play for whatever they're coming out with next, whether it's PS five, whether it's, you know, cloud gaming, whether, whatever it is, um, I'm suspecting it's for PS five, but you know, it's, it, it's kind of scary. Like, you know, it, it's almost like, okay, what do we get in the used game market? Like, obviously if you buy a used game, you can't get a code or are you going to have to buy like a discounted code? Like for instance, you get your hands on a, on a disc and you say, okay, well, I bought this secondhand, and Sony's like, oh, you bought the secondhand? All right, here's, you know, a secondhand code or something. I don't know. I, I don't know how that would work. That People would probably abuse that, but, you know, I feel like that, and I want to get what you guys think about this, but I feel like if they were to institute this, this like, code for all purchases, it's kind of, like, already dead on arrival. Like, people are just going to be really pissed about that to the point where... You know, people love their used games and getting a deal and and sharing stuff. So it's like, how are they gonna get away with this? You know, I was like, uh, what was it? EA with their online passes. I had to buy one for Mass Effect Three. It was ten bucks just to play. I think a few hours of multiplayer because I thought I was gonna play with more people, but I was just abandoned. But it's it's stupid. Like you bought the game, you should have. That, you know, everywhere. Yes. Yes. Pay to play somewhere else. And the. Oh, go ahead, Clowns. Go ahead. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I was just going to say, based on the article and the underground scene that's talking about it right now, um, they all speculate these would be retail price keys at 60 bucks each. Jesus. So there aren't going to be any discounts whatsoever. Now, that's crazy, man. Because I wonder how games, GameStop's going to deal with that. Like, are they going to get. 
themselves like discounted keys like are they going to build that into their price and say okay well we'll make sure this game has a key you know um like how are they going to deal with that because i feel like uh i i feel like gamestop is going to just get crushed by something like this you know yeah i mean what you're saying in front of could make sense maybe you know other companies will try to be like a drm locker and they'll buy the keys at a discount and then resell them, you know, and maybe they could do their own sales on them. But it, there's there's a couple points to this, and Timothy brought up one as well as pretty good. Uh, PS4 firmware did get cracked um, up to 4.55. So uh, they have exploits for after that, but they're not releasing them right now because they're waiting for Sony's next patches before they release them. And the other thing is this blockchain-based digital rights management, the way that Sony phrased it, there's other companies that are trying to do block-based digital rights management as far as like transmission of games go. Um, kind of like I guess from what I understand, you know how kind of how like BitTorrents, you have so many people seeding at the same time, and it like alleviates the stress off one server because you're only getting a portion of it. And some companies were thinking about doing a blockchain-based digital rights management system like that, but now that Sony just patented the title. Um, that could throw the whole thing into like, you know, a can cause it gets sued. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, dude, I don't, I can't like, I try to wrap my head around this. As soon as you sent this to me clowns, I'm like thinking left and right here. Like, how are they going to actually get this to get this to like go over well with the public? And I just can't think of a situation where, and of course, like you just said, like there's a lot more to this than, you know, I'm kind of like simplifying it too, but at the same time, it's like, you know, people have to be informed and, and we're a kind of informed audience and even some of us don't understand the whole gist of what this blockchain based thing is. And it's kind of like, how are you going to, how are you going to push this on the public and get them to accept this? You know, I feel like it's never going to happen. So I, I don't know what they're using this for, what they're planning or how they feel like they're going to tell their investors that this is going to be accepted, but I feel like investors are smart enough to know. I mean, yes, it means more money for investors for sure, but I feel like investors are the kind of people that know that, you know, the public gets butthurt easily, as we've already talked about with State of Decay, that, you know, upset them and you'll be dead to them. You know, look at Lawbreakers, look at, you know, there's been a few, you know, Star Wars Battlefront 2, like that game totally unperformed over, you know, stuff that it wasn't even that big of a deal really i mean you know it, it it's just like i don't know how they're gonna pass this one over and and uh, you more than any of us here i think clowns knows the whole in and outs of this even you i feel don't know how this is gonna go over well no yeah i think that if sony does decide to enact this type of um drm i mean it, just because they filed the patent doesn't mean they're going to go through with it. They just might be wanting to copyright it and everything. But if they do go through with it, um, they're probably thinking they could shove it down everybody's throats because the PS4 sold so well, and they know they have loyal return customers. Also, on top of this, um, it could be a means to push like their uh, PS Now subscription because they could be like, well, you know, if you have PS Now, you won't need to worry about getting retail keys if you game share. Um, so they could do stuff like that. Yes. But the bad part about this is, let's say that, you know, in the past, the problems with um, some Sony products was that there's like skeleton keys that hackers would find. Yes. So 
if let's say a skeleton key got found for an activation server, all the hacker would have to do is make a man in the middle server attack, like a spoof, and people would like pay the hacker to activate the games. Right. Yeah, dude. The point about the skeleton keys is huge. Like, I think, and and look at look at uh, you know look at uh, bat, like even for Sony software where that kind of thing was figured out, and you could just like download programs that generated keys and stuff like that. You know, uh, I remember that back in the day with like Sony Vegas and all and a lot of Sony programs. You could just do that, you know, and you could just like you know pay or not necessarily pay, but hacker groups made that their mission to figure out how to dig up those keys and stuff. Um, yeah, I, you know, in the end of things, Inferno, I agree with you. I think that this is going to be like a dinosaur company trying to instill a new product, and it's going to backfire big time because it's going to upset the whole underground scene that they want to keep quiet yep. if this does get enacted. And, you know, firmware is already cracked like you know like you said like timothy dixon said in the chat and it's kind of like you know they want to enact this for drm purposes but you know if they were smart enough to get you know firmware up to 4.55 hacked like what's the point what what makes you think that they're not going to figure out this drm thing when sony has been figured out in the past about this drm thing um so yeah, I think that I think they're poking the bear, and they probably should not go through with this. Or maybe they're going to use this for something totally different. Who knows? But when you see them file a patent for something like this, you kind of get worried. I mean, and you're absolutely correct. It could be maybe for something like movies on a new platform, and you know the whole scene could be looking at this wrong. But only time's going to tell. And Sony, you know, is is like a company that's comfortable, and they wouldn't be afraid to push it on people. Assassin, thoughts on this before we get off this topic? Um, if anyone defends us, you're stupid. I'm sorry, but like, if you made fun of Xbox for having something like this in 2013, and he defended it, like, just go away. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe Donnie Matrix got a new job over there. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Donnie Matrix, right? Um. Yeah, so time will tell, but this is kind of like a scary filing. And people file patents all the time and nothing happens, but this was pretty fleshed out and DRM is a pretty serious issue. So it's not just like, you know, it's not just like people filing patents for like weird 3D technology that will never see the light of day. I mean, DRM is a real thing. So um, you got to kind of take it seriously, I feel, um, at least a little bit. Um, all right, we got two more quick topics. First of all, um, Johnny Marston's back, motherfuckers. Uh, it's essentially been confirmed. I mean, they didn't say Johnny Marston in the trailer, but it's essentially been confirmed that, um, you know, this is a prequel, Red Dead Redemption 2. If you watch the the third trailer that just came out, um, you'll know that this is a prequel. It's set just before Ooh. 1900. Wow. Listen to this guy. Listen to this guy. The hate. The hate. Um, anyway. Game's a prequel. You follow around. Um, what's the. So you follow around the uh, Vandalin tri uh, tribe. Wow. Gang. Um, John Marston was part of that gang, by the way. But it looks like you're going to be able to play multiple characters. Um, because 
primary character is Arthur Morgan, it looks like. He's the main protagonist. He's kind of like, um, if you watch the trailer, you kind of got this from the trailer, but he's kind of like, uh, you know, having a little bit of a moral dilemma, whether he should stay with his gang or whether he should kind of abandon them because they're kind of doing some shady shit he doesn't agree with necessarily. Um, so, uh, robbery went wrong in Blackwater, which if you played the first game, you know exactly what Blackwater is. Um, robbery goes wrong. Um, the, the gang has to flee. Um, and you know, we don't really know what the, what the deal is with Marston, but we know it's him because the scars on the face, uh, are stitched up and he had the same scars in the first, in the Red Dead Redemption one. Um, but yeah, the action looked really good. I was kind of impressed with the trailer. I don't know what you guys thought of it. I thought it looked pretty good. I was doing something at the time I was watching it, so I didn't, you know, I, I caught it, but I wasn't like, had my full attention to it, but it looked better than the other trailers that they put out. Way better. In the past. Yeah, way so, better. And it's finally nice to have a good open world game that's not made by Ubisoft. Lose on my several open world games. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, Rockstar. You have to wait like six years for a game to come out, but when they do, it look pretty damn good. And if this, you know, I was gonna say in this, uh, you know, when I was like preparing for this podcast, I was thinking I'm gonna recommend that people don't necessarily play Red Dead Redemption One. Like, you don't have to. I, I would recommend you do because I think it's an awesome game. But it, you know, people ask always when the sequel comes out or whatever. Then when the, when the second game comes out, they'll say, oh, "Do I have to play the first game in order to be really like you know in the in the series? Like, am I going to be lost if I don't play the first one?" But in this game, you know, Red Dead Redemption Two is a prequel. All the characters, you know, essentially that are in the fir- that were in the first game are going to be you know explained in the second game. You don't really need to play Red Dead Redemption One if you don't already own it, but I would highly recommend it. Um, but um, Merck said, Merck 305 in the chat says, you mean God Star Games? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> cannot tell a lie, right? George Washington Carver, right? Um, but, it, I mean, it, it's true. Like, look at the quality of this trailer compared to the trailers that you've seen for other games. Like, the quality is just night and day, you know? Um, yeah. Even like God of War, like look how awesome God of War the game is. You know, it comes out, uh, you know, one of the best, you know, if not the best uh, single player exclusive experience of this generation. And then you see that the trailer is God of War had, and then you see the trailer that this game has, and you're just like, shit. Like, you know, you're in for something good, you know? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, this is a prequel, right? I mean, yeah. why couldn't they make a sequel? Why couldn't they go from the existence story? Now we got to go backwards and wait like another 20 years for a sequel. A sequel to the prequel, but a prequel to the sequel. Let's hope there's not a sequel to this, the first game. You don't need his son. Yes, his son could be a badass sheriff or something. Instead, they're just going to like make wow. him be a flower boy or something, you know? Plant flowers <laughs> around the mexico and you know pick the flowers and you know it's probably what's going to happen in this one I, I guess he's the criminal that you know you heard of his stories in the first game but that's i don't know man like kind of kind of boring you know it's batman always had great prequels right so this guy worked for this 
Yeah, doing prequels is a risk, and like even good games like Borderlands, you know, the pre-sequel, you know, Borderlands Two is a phenomenal game. You know, no knock oh, on yeah. that. One of my favorite games of all time, Borderlands Two. But the pre-sequel, like, I just felt like that lacked something. I don't know. It felt like I was bored with that game. I'm not gonna lie, I was bored with I'll that game. To defend it, but it was made by a totally different team. Yeah, but it but... followed the same storyline. Like, it's not even the game. Oh yeah. Like... yeah, I get, what, I get what you're saying. Yeah, out there. No, no, it's true. I mean, yeah, if it's made by the same people and it's boring, then you know you're gonna be harder on it than people who have to kind of like take the story that's been established, work backwards, and and figure it out. I get it, I get it, but at the same time. You know, prequels are just really hard to do, man. They're just really hard to do, and and especially because you know everyone. Oh, well, not everyone, but a lot of people who played the first game. Uh, they're familiar with those characters. They're familiar with um, how it played out and everything. And now you have to go back in time and set up that that game. And you kind of, for people who've played the first game and who are dedicated to it, you kind of have to do it perfectly, or else. You know, people are going to find plot holes. People are going to find this, that, the other thing. You know, people, you know, like we've talked about, kind of like the theme of this podcast, you know, people bitch about anything. I, I really hope that there's some fun mini games in there, like maybe a train simulator. So you could just like take the train and just simulate driving around forever and just running over people. I mean, that would probably be more fun to me than a prequel story. Hey. It's Rockstar. I, I wouldn't doubt if that was in there. If they had like an online that's similar to GTA and they had something like that in the online, that'd be sick. Like train racing? Yes. Yes. What what would be the point of that though? Like Don't I say doubt that there, there, there's I I doubt that there's gonna be an area of the map that has two tracks <laughs> right next to each other. Whatever. I highly doubt that. Yeah, I mean no, look man. at Look at watchdogs with those motorbikes, remember? Horse racing, yeah. train racing, you need all that. You need all that, in my opinion. I agree. Um, we all know the whole multiplayer is just going to be different types of card games. Oh, yes. that would be awesome. Five yes. finger, whatever. Five finger. What Instead of loot crates, you bet real money. Bet real money, yes. Yeah, microtransactions. Yeah, I don't think that will go too long. Yeah, probably not. Probably. If anyone can get away with it, though, it's going to be Rockstar. But, I mean, they have. Look at GTA. I mean, shit. They got um, the money to pay off the lawsuits. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, there's a little bit of a discussion in the uh, in the YouTube chat. HTK360, great guy uh, over at Next Level Gaming. He says, risk with multiple characters being able to be played like GTA 5 is that you get l- less emotionally invested in any of them. And then Timothy Dixon says, it allows different characters to appeal to different players. So if you didn't like one of them, maybe you know you like the other one then you're not screwed for the whole game and you'll actually end up liking it. So what do you where do you guys stand on that? Cuz it kind of, you know, this trailer kind of suggests that you're going to be able to play as you're going to be able to play as John Marston, you're going to be able to play as Arthur Morgan. Um you you know play as a female character of some sort you know you never know but it suggests that you know as it bounced back and forth between some of the perspectives it suggests that you're going to be able to to take over different characters kind of like gta 5 so not necessarily bounce back in real time like you kind of could in gta 5 but you're going to be able to have different kind of storylines um where different sections where you you know start playing as somebody else 
But uh, what do you guys think about that? Do you think that would work well, or do you, is that not a cool thing to have in a game like this? Uh, I liked it in GTA Five, just having like different side missions tied to different you know people. Mm-hmm. It gives it a different variety of you know stuff. Um, long as the characters aren't all the same, you know, like they have to have, you know, like uh, what was in GTA Five, one of them, you know, had an ability for driving, another one. You, know, you activate it, you could do a lot more damage and take a lot more damage and so on and so forth. Like, I, I like that. Or, you know, also on GTA 5, you had different stats for, like, driving, shooting, and stealth. Like, you know, there's, you know, they could get to that territory. Or, I don't know. I, I prefer it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like having different characters as well. And if they're different, then, yeah, I mean, they I think they should be different. I You know, and I liked how GTA had them kind of, like, meeting up, too, you know? person went this way one person went this way one person went this way and they're totally separate whatever they kind of you know not kind of they definitely intermingled i won't ruin it but i mean it you've played gta 5 you know exactly what i'm talking about and i hope it's like that in this game too but kind of like what you just said is as and i hope that the characters are a lot different because if they're very similar i mean in this game you kind of run that risk right because like everyone is kind of like a vigilante everyone's like (laughs) a gang of some sort like if you think of red dead redemption one not don't want to put any spoilers in but if you think of like you know the gangs and you think of the different uh you know good guys that you encounter and stuff a lot of those people are the same you know what i mean a lot of those people you know, you're in this like very tight knit community and a lot of people run their lives very similarly. So like you kind of run that risk in Red Dead Redemption that, you know, there isn't going to be divergence. There isn't going to be enough difference between characters, but hopefully they figure it out. You know, yeah, if the game wasn't made by Rockstar, I'd be a little worried, but Rockstar has pulled this off in GTA 5. So I think they can do, you know, the yeah. same stuff, but better yep. this one. Yep. Okay. Clowns, last word on this, the Red Dead Redemption thing, playing as different characters, anything? I mean, I would hope that Rockstar would put something unique in there, and like maybe like somewhere in the story you get to do a gunfight, and depending on who lives or dies, it changes the whole story. Dude, can you imagine that? That's actually a sick idea. Like, you know, look at like a game like Detroit, right? We a lot of us played the demo. Um, I didn't plan about talking about this in the podcast, but I played the demo packs. I played uh, at E three, and a lot of people I know played the demo and were really impressed with it. And that game is so built on the fact that you can do things so differently, and the game completely changes. You know, like in Telltale games, it's kind of like that, but not really, right? Like you're kind of led a different way, but at the end. You know, it's kind of it's kind of similar. It's not like totally divergent endings or anything like that. But whereas in Detroit, you know, you get totally divergent endings. How cool would it be in Red Dead Redemption that what Clowns just said, like there's a standoff, right? And like they draw and some person lives and then you take over that other person. That'd be cool. I, I kind of like that. Xbox. Uh, yeah, Xbox I would love De- something like that. Man. Xbox says Detroit is a glorified storybook. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I mean, it's true, but it's it's fun. It's kind of fun. Well, even beyond two souls, like you know, oh. you do something in chapter one and then like affects the whole entire game and then 
then uh, like not to get in spoiler territory but at the end like there's even more choices of which ending you're getting you're like crap you know because like the choice i picked like there was like six different options i could pick so then if i want all the endings for the trophy i have to literally play the last mission or the whole game like eight different times on just one you know choice i made yeah. You know, I want to throw this out there. There's a game in Game Pass right now called Late Shift. And yeah, it's like a corny B-type cinema-style movie, but the choices that you make in the game are kind of fantastic for what they put into it. It's, I love it. I went back and got like three different endings already. Yeah, so maybe, you know, these kinds of things becoming popular is going to lead Rockstar to go in a different direction. Because when did Red Dead Redemption 1 come out? Like 2011? Red Dead and... Uh, release date was it like 2011 what was it no it was may 18 2010 it's been eight years since this game came out and a lot has happened in in gaming i mean people like their choices maybe they will do that maybe there'll be something like that in the game and maybe that's where we'll get our different characters being playable you know maybe it's not necessarily like gta where you can swap them on the fly or you have different storylines you know different parts of the story but or different characters different parts of the story but maybe maybe it is kind of like a choice based thing who knows kind of cool uh dad says there's seven endings in late shift wow i need to check that out sounds like a cool game um all right yeah so that's the red dead stuff i mean i'm sure there'll be a couple more trailers we'll talk about them but um, this trailer was certainly the best, this third trailer, so I figured we'd talk about that because um, it really told us a lot about the game, and it's got a lot of people hyped based on what they saw, and the game looks gorgeous. I can't believe that that's an engine. Like, that just looks really, really good, and if it runs buttery smooth, I'm just going to be really impressed because there's just a lot of stuff going on in that game. Yeah, uh, I think Rockstar is going to nail this. As as far as the game goes, I think the graphics are going to hold up i think you know this cinematics are gonna hold up i think it's gonna be probably one of the best looking games this generation yeah yep i agree got some competition because i mean freaking god of war looks great and that's checkerboarded i mean somebody was talking on twitter about i think it was kids move or somebody talking about um how awesome gears of war 4 looks and how like they forgot how awesome it looks that game looks freaking awesome like, there are a lot of great-looking games now that we've got such high-end hardware out there. Um, not only on PC, but, you know, like PS4 Pro, Xbox One X. I mean, there's just a lot of competition on good-looking games. So, and this this looks like it's ready to, it's poised to blow uh, both those games out of the water. Or all those games out of the water, I should say. Um, all right, last but not least, we'll end the show on this. Here's a screenshot right here of something that could be potentially scary for people. Um, so this is from, I think this is from Poland. Don't quote me on that. But essentially, this is going to happen all over Europe, and it looks like it's going to extend um, you know, in other territories as well. But people have been getting messages on Xbox Live that uh, as of June of 2018 that Games Pass is going to be going up in price. So we got a little bit of this back uh, a couple of months ago where uh, listings on Amazon and on Best Buy showed Games Pass gift cards that said $11.99. I think they might actually be still on there. Let me check while we talk about this really quick. But um, if you look at, at, at Game Pass uh, digital codes, right? Oh, yeah, it's still on there right now. Okay, if you go to Amazon, you type in Game Pass gift card, 
right? There's a $10 version on the, and this is on the US one. There's a $10 version. There's a $12 version. I think there's one, there's an $11 version. Like why are there multiple versions? You know what I mean? Um, you know, I was thinking, okay, well maybe like you'll be able to subscribe to a higher end games pass, like a $12 one that will give you, uh, like all the DLC for all the games or some, something along that line. I don't know. Um, but um, I don't know. It looks like though that in Europe, uh, that anything, any region where the Games Pass was below ten euros, it looks like they're gonna bump up the price. So, um, Cloud, you kind of brought this to my attention. So, you want to uh, give your thoughts on it real quick? I mean, I think for X, if if this does in fact hold weight. I'll say that first. But if it does happen, I think Xbox is making a huge mistake because they're trying to get everybody into Game Pass. I think by raising the price right now, it's too early to do so. And they're going to shoot themselves in the foot on this one. I think they should give it like a little bit of time, maybe at least another year. Add some more quality stuff in there. Get some third parties signed on, you know, before they think about maneuver like this, especially in Europe of all places where they need market share. I mean, it's for the Xbox brand itself, it's just a bad move. I know Microsoft is financially secure, but it's just going to make Xbox look like an enemy to some Europeans. Yeah, we're getting a couple. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, you know, no one likes to be charged more money. I mean, not only in the US, but pretty much anywhere. No one likes to be charged more money for the same product, essentially. So I kind of agree with you, Clowns. I think before raising the price, Anywhere they should probably, you know, sign on some more enticing things because Games Pass right now for diehards, I mean, is it worth it? Not really. I mean, you get the Microsoft Studios games, that's cool. You know, you'll have Forza, you'll have State of Decay, uh, when that Halo, comes out. Halo 3 anniversary, Halo no, 3 just, anniversary just if that comes out right, Xbox. Um, you know, when Sea of Thieves came out, you got that day one. You know, for that, it's a nice play, but a lot of people play third-party games. They want those included in the thing, and they're not included until, you know, a lot further down the line of their uh, life cycle. So, um, but we're, we're getting some comments in the chat about this. David SNC, who I believe is from Europe, says um, it's cheaper to buy from those regions in the UK, they're just making them closer to you at $10 USD. And then Xbox says that as well. They're making the price more equal to 10 to the U S one. But, um, you know, I've seen that these people are getting raised prices that are a little over 10 USD. Like some of them are like 11, some of them are getting to 12 USD. So, you know, why not just make it like flat out 10 USD? Like, I know these prices fluctuate a lot. I know the euro gets stronger one day, one minute it's down, one minute it's up. I know that that's how it is. And same thing with the pound and, you know, the currencies in other regions. I understand. But, um, you know, it, Microsoft needs to, I feel, set a price for everyone and kind of, like, keep it at that. And I know that's not how it works for games because of taxes and all this stuff. But Games Pass is, like, strictly a digital product. I feel like they should have more control um, over that in some way, shape, or form and, like, offset the taxes so it doesn't look like that, you know, people are paying drastically different prices or whatnot. I mean, say, for instance, in the U.S., it's $10 and some person gets it bumped up now to, like, 10 euro. I mean, that's a drastically different price. That's a huge difference, you know? And then David Oz says, not USD, they get messages in their own currency. No, I know, I know, I understand that. And I think I think that obviously makes sense. But 
um, you know, it's not looking like they're trying to bring it closer to 10 USD, but it's not even like they're standardizing it, you know? They're just bumping it up to closer to 10 USD, but sometimes they're going over it, so that kind of sucks. Uh, from what I've seen, at least. Assassin, what if they go up to like $12? Are you going to not get it now? Or what, what are you thinking? I don't have it to begin with. No, I know, but you've been mulling it. I know. I've been I've been in your dreams. I've been I've been seeing what you... Um, yeah, I, I saw a dream that you had one time where you just clicked on that buy button, man. You just went on that subscription model. I, I don't think I'll ever buy a Game Pass unless I'm really broke and... Uh... There's it's a, a Microsoft Studios game coming out that you want to play. It's one dollar right now. Yeah, I have a trial, so why why spend a dollar and keep these at three? It's like know, a bean burrito at Taco Bell. Yeah, those things are disgusting. Well, fun fact uh, that my brother kind of um, kind of turned me on to here is that. If you do Bing rewards every day on your computer, you can get Games Pass for free essentially every month. Uh, same thing with Xbox Live. If you just do all the searches or whatever on Bing, you'll get enough credits every month to just have it for free. Um, wow. yeah, yeah. I mean, it. You know, sometimes they have those sales, and clowns will message me and be like, "Do you got to check out?" Bing Rewards or Microsoft Rewards, you know, they're doing a $10 card for a 1,000 points. And those deals, you definitely should get on. But sometimes, you know, they don't have those deals or whatever. And I think the best thing you can do if you're an Xbox gamer is just get live or Games Pass for free every month if you just do your searches. I don't know. There used to be a Chrome extension that would automatically do it for you. Yes, yes. I remember that. There is actually a Chrome extension now that makes that simulates um, mobile use, so you can get your mobile searches done oh. as well. Yeah. So, uh, Hacky Sacked in the YouTube chat says it'll be following the Netflix model closer, more closely if it goes to twelve. Yeah, I mean Netflix. Yes, okay. Netflix has been steadily going up in price, and people get pissed and whatnot, whatever. But, um, I mean, at least they're adding, like, a lot of quality stuff. Like, look at how Netflix has added so much original content that's, like, really compelling. Especially that cartoon Big Mouth. Don't ever watch it. It's a complete (laughs) waste of your time. I think Inferno's seen it. Have you seen it, Inferno? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as bad as you say. It's it's, it's not terrible. It's not as bad as you you say. Do you know how many awards that thing's been nominated for? Oh my that god, it's very popular. Shit. Like, I could take a dump. It could probably win an award right now. Wow, <laughs> assassin. And maybe, it... maybe you just don't have a comedy bone in you. Maybe you just don't know good comedy. I mean, oh. hey, it happens to some people, take and cows. we can try and help you. We can okay. try and help you. For, for instance, in Wisconsin State Fair, cows get awards, and then they get shot for food. Like, should we keep the cow alive because it won an award? No. Is that, is that what ruined your life for comedy? No. Uh. Assassin. That was actually a very good analogy. I must that was, give you props for that. I that was very deep. I think that, his soul was feeling some pain. Yeah, dude. He's got that cow back he's thinking about killing in his backyard. Oh, <laughs> I don't have room for a cow. Like, ba- you got room for your, for a couple cows in your backyard. I know you do. A couple? Oh, my God. What? Yeah, so you can fit like a whole herd? Jeez, man. Oh, you just need no one. Cows. You just need one heifer, and you can get a whole uh, a whole steed going. No, you know, I, 
I don't know the breeding cycles. You're gonna have to watch Animal Planet for that. But I'm pretty sure you can get a few. Uh, no, a few uh, calves a year. Poor cows, man. Poor cows. I'm just gonna say that, Assassin. And in the meantime, you could be watching Big Mouth. Or I could, you know, put my time more useful and not do that. True. Like play more watched, games. Like, Five minutes of the yeah. first episode. And oh, like, oh, you gotta, you gotta I, watch more. I than watched that, the Assassin. first full episode and like half of a second. I'm like, no, this is half stupid. of a second. You see that, Assassin? You're not. You didn't give it enough time, bro. You don't. You did not give it enough it, time. I, I gave like half hour of my time. That was good enough. Wow. Anyway, Games Pass may be going up in price. Who knows if it is here in the U.S. Maybe they're just trying to get it to $10 USD, but people in Europe that watch the show to above 10 USD, I feel bad for you. You know what? I think that would be enough for people to think about not having it. Because, you know, honestly, I don't think it's really worth more than 10 bucks. You know, it's cool for the Microsoft Studios games, and that's a huge value add. But other than, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there that's just not very good. They added, like, Overcooked the other day. They added, like, seven games to Games Pass that were pretty good. I think this that was, like, last week, I think. Yeah. Um, and they added Overcooked. I mean, that's a great game. But, like, I feel like it's just a, you know, here or there kind of thing where they add great stuff. Otherwise, it's, like, you know, it's kind of mediocre. But... um. Anyway, I think that's it. I think we are done for tonight. Next week, hopefully, this empty chair will be will be filled with uh, one of the lovely people in the community who we'd like to have on the podcast. So, I mean, if you're interested in coming on, we are definitely, uh, you know, we're looking for looking for somebody to come on, um, you know, come on and, and be on a week here, a week there, you know. Uh, probably won't be somebody permanent necessarily, but who knows? We'll see. But, um you can find us everywhere. Just search Four Guys of Quarters. You'll find us absolutely everywhere. You'll even find us on the Xbox App Store now because Clowns has worked diligently to get a Four Guys of Quarters app on the Xbox App Store. Actually, on the Microsoft App Store, not just on Xbox, but the Microsoft App Store. So search Four Guys of Quarters there. You'll find us. You can download our app. That'd be cool if you did that. Um, but on Twitter, we are 4GWQ Podcasts, and that's the only place where we're kind of different. So make sure you're following us on Twitter. Uh, you know, hit the like button if you really like this podcast. If you didn't, um, you know, just hit us up and tell us what you didn't like, and we'll see what we can do. Uh, other than that, episode 168 is a wrap. Peace. <laughs>